You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is oh so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, I'm Shauna Comtegame. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking the best cities to get out of credit card debt. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. So happy Friday. Uh, First, I want to just do a little update. Uh, We did a millennial music chat this week with Matthew Mayfield, and we are giving away two copies of his new CD, Recoil. And there was a bit of confusion over the link, so I just wanted to give it to you guys again. So if you want to enter to win one of his amazing CDs, go over to bit.ly slash Matthew Mayfield And you can go ahead and enter the giveaway, and that will be up until next week, all right? So today we're talking about the best cities to get out of credit card debt, which sounds a little weird, right? But there was actually a survey that came out by a company called Smart Asset, and what they did is they wanted to find the best places to get out of credit card debt. They looked at actually 63 cities with a population of at least 200,000 and calculated how long it would take to pay off $5,323 in credit card debt, which is kind of the average mean for credit card debt. And so I just found this super fascinating because 
you know, getting out of debt happens to be one of the top New Year's resolutions. I know that I asked a lot of people who are in my uh, budget breakthrough boot camp course, you know, what are your what are your goals? What are your resolutions? I, I hate using the word resolution, but it's what we're all familiar with. And resounding uh, back to me was, you know, we want to get out of some sort of debt. And I think that it's almost like I can't talk about this subject enough because there's so much kind of like oomph behind, um, behind debt. And, you know, always what I want to bring to you guys is not only strategies to get out of debt or strategies to achieve your goals, but also a little bit of like a reality check, right? I mean, debt, it comes and goes. And I, I honestly can't say that enough. Sometimes you have more, sometimes you have less, but it's really about how you manage the debt. And of course, credit card debt is not great debt, right? But sometimes it is a necessary evil. I mean, sometimes things come up and you have to turn to your credit card. So again, it's, I don't want you to, you know, get so upset when you have credit card debt and get totally down on yourself because it seems to be like the trend now. You know, I read all of these articles every single week from lots of other people who who write about money subjects and the trend really is debt free, right? I paid off $80,000 in 3 months or I paid off, you know, $20,000 in 6 weeks and and it's almost like we idolize people who did that. And I'm not saying that paying off debt is a bad thing. Don't, 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 don't get me wrong. Paying off debt is a very great thing because it gives you freedom and it gets you a lot of choices, right? If you're debt free, you can, I mean, you can basically, what do you want your life to look like? Do you want to travel? Do you want to start a business? Do you want to um, leave the career you're at to try something different? Do you want to start a family? Like, what is it that you want to do? Well, when you're debt free, obviously you have lots and lots of choices with that, right? And and debt, especially credit card debt, kind of becomes like this this chain around your feet where you almost just can't break free of because the whole system for credit card debt was set up so that, you know, I, I, I mean, how they make money is for us to have debt, right? And so, you know, a certain amount of debt is, and then there's interest on top of that. And that's how the company makes money, but that's how you struggle with getting out of debt. And if you don't have a great payoff strategy, it just, it, it continues on and on and on. And so I know how frustrating it is. I know how freeing it is too, to get totally out of credit card debt. But I think there's almost so much of a focus on you're not good enough unless you're debt free. You're not good enough if you've not paid off your student loan or paid off your car loan or paid off your home loan or whatever it may be. And I think that that is just, it's really freaking ridiculous because there's just no truth to that. You know, a lot of us maybe live places where it's a lot more affordable to live, right? So if you have, you know, a hundred thousand dollar job somewhere other than, you know, the major metropolitan areas, you can live a really, really awesome life. You can have a great house, you know, drive whatever car you want. I don't care. You can go out to dinner, you can go to concerts, you can travel, you know, whatever you, whatever you like to do. But $100,000 in New York or LA or, you know, maybe even Chicago, definitely San Francisco, you know, there are some places like that where it just doesn't go very far. And so, you know, if something in life comes up and you have to go into debt in order to, uh, you know, get four new tires on your car or, you know, you need all your wisdom teeth taken out. I don't know. I've seen every different scenario. 
a lot of times you just don't have the cash lying around and you got to go to credit cards. And I think it's, it's almost like, you know, we've sort of set up society now to think that if you have that kind of debt, like you've done something really horrible and something really wrong. And I just don't want you to get stuck in that trap. I don't want you to get stuck in the trap of thinking that I have to be completely debt free or I am not successful in this money thing at all. Um, especially if you have a house or if you're paying off a car or my God, if you're paying off student loans, I mean, it's just unreasonable to put that burden on yourself. Now, there are very smart ways to go about paying off that debt. There's very smart ways to leverage your money. There's, there's smart ways of doing all of this, right? So I'm, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying you just have debt for debt's sake. That's not at all what I'm saying, but I'm saying that you have, you have an action plan. You have some sort of strategy behind what you're doing. And then you also have the ability to block out kind of the nonsense, right? You have the, some of those articles about, you know, I'm, I'm totally debt free now. And, um, you know, I'm the most amazing person ever and everybody loves me now. And, you know, that's just, that's just ridiculous. So you can just, you know, kind of block out that noise. So according to this smart asset, um, article, a recent survey by, um, value penguin actually found that 38% of us households have credit card debt that they need to pay off. That's not surprising, right? And among households who carry a balance from month to month, the average credit card debt is around 16,000 bucks. Again, not really a surprise. Um, and so, you know, I think the whole thing with their survey that was so fascinating to me was that, you know, a lot of times people don't think that where you live actually could have a big impact on your credit card debt, right? Um, it's just like what I talk about, you know, the major multi, me, major metropolitan areas, we got to make a lot more money. That's just the reality of it, right? If we want to move somewhere, you know, middle America, maybe we don't have to make as much money. But if we're, if we're in a lot of debt and we're trying to get out of debt, and maybe we have the option to move somewhere that's more cost effective for us with still a good salary, you know, maybe that's a part of our strategy. Maybe that's part of our smart money making decisions, right? So I just want to back up a little bit and talk about, you know, instead of focusing on being debt free, which again is an, a great milestone and anybody who does it, I am going to be the first person that stands up and applauds you because it is not easy. But like I said, it also brings like a lot of these burdens. So what I really want you to do is focus instead on knowing your numbers each month and having a great system in place for your money. If you do that, you can overcome any obstacle. So I just wanted to talk to you real quick before we kind of go into these cities about my personal money system that I use every single month. So I, I love money apps. Um, I use a money app and I use my own Excel spreadsheet. Um, I use you need a budget because I just think of all of the different money apps that I've tried. It's really the most intuitive for the way I like to know my numbers and track what I'm spending. And it's, it's also easy to set up and it's easy to figure out what the heck is going on. Sometimes these budgeting apps, even for me, I'm like, this is way too complicated. Like no wonder why people give up on budget budgeting. But I use a wine app to keep track of our numbers each month and also to set saving goals. So one of the things you can do in there is you can actually set a savings goal. And so you can track, you know, how are you moving and as, as far as that goal goes, right? And if you have extra money every month, you know, you could drive it towards that goal and you can actually really see something happening. 
Um, we also set, this is kind of interesting. Um, we also set a weekly amount that we're going to spend on groceries and, you know, household items, things like that, you know, our, our reoccurring kind of expenses. And every month or every month, every week we take that amount and we actually put that amount on our credit card, right? We actually pay that amount into our credit card. So then we go through the week, we spend that amount of money or less, hopefully, and we get credit card points for what we're spending. So there's lots of different ways, you know, some people like to do this cash, you know, so you get, you know, a certain amount of cash every week and that's what you go through. But I found it to be a really good way to keep track of what we're spending and also to keep track of different trends versus, you know, if it's just coming out of our debit card, um, it, it's a little bit harder for me to kind of stay on top of it. So that's just what works for us. And then every Sunday we have a money date, 20 minutes um, with myself because I'm the money point person. And then um, with Jeff, we do a quick check-in. So it's like 15 minutes. So like 35, 30, 35 minutes every week. I'm just kind of reviewing what's going on in my YNAB app, You Need a Budget app. You know, what's going on with our weekly amount? Um, you know, are there any big payments that are coming up in the next week that I kind of need to plan for? All of those things are things that I think about. Uh, we also use post-it notes during the week as reminders. So if, because we're so busy, if, you know, we're getting close to kind of our spending limit or, you know, if there's just something coming up that I'm noticing, you know, I'll leave a post-it note or he'll leave a post-it note for me. And it's just kind of our system and it works, but it keeps us both on our toes. And then we also do something every week where we look at any extra money we saved. So for instance, I love to go to the movies at matinee time. So I get matinee prices. Um, a lot of times we'll go to happy hours, so we get, you know, a really nice meal for uh, a fraction of the price. And anytime we do anything like that during the week, we take the extra money that we would have spent and we put it into um, savings for that month. And then we use whatever we saved up that month to do something fun. That's kind of our reward. And we take half of it and do something fun and the rest of it goes into savings for one of our goals. So the whole point is there's all sorts of super creative ways that you can do this. You just need to find a system that works for you and, and make it into a habit and do it every single month and focus on that instead of, you know, focusing on like, oh my gosh, I've got, you know, $20,000 that I have to pay off and, and you're, you're struggling every month to feel like you're making any progress. Break it down into something smaller and create a system around it so you are making progress and you stay really motivated. Okay. Let's get to these best cities. So I'm just going to go through a few of them that I find really interesting. Totally interesting is the number one ranked city to get out of credit card debt is actually Anchorage, Alaska. Hmm. Find that really fascinating. So the average um, monthly debt payment that you can use because the cost of living is so low is 931 bucks. It takes you an average of 5.99 months to get out of credit card debt. Uh, taxes are pretty low. The federal and local taxes um, are, they said on average, about $4,230. And the medium income, and this is actually pretty low, but the medium income, uh, this is for high school graduates, is around $37,000. So if you like the cold, <laughs> Anchorage might be, you know, a good place to move if you have the opportunity and you're trying to get out of debt. The number third place is Fort Worth, Texas, so near Dallas. I thought that was interesting. Um, monthly debt payment, $806. Months to get out of debt, 6.96. So, 
you know, we're kind of inching up here on the, um, on the months to get out of debt, but still super, super affordable. Um, there's actually a, a couple places in, in Texas as well. You know, Texas is a little, um, a little easy on the wallet to, to live there. Um, let's see what else was fascinating to me. Number 11 was Scottsdale, Arizona. And Scottsdale is actually near, actually right near Phoenix. It's, it's just a little North of Phoenix, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful area. Um, and they estimate 7.88 months to actually get out of credit card debt in Scottsdale, Arizona. So if you like the heat, totally opposite of Anchorage, you know, Scottsdale might be on your list. I thought that one was fascinating. There's a couple other places in um, Arizona. There's Mesa, Arizona as well, which is on the list. They're at number 20. Uh, number 22 is actually Madison, Wisconsin, which is beautiful. Um, and I so love Madison. It's like one of the most amazing college towns, second only to the college town where I went, which was Bloomington, Indiana. Um, and they estimate 8.49 months to get out of credit card debt. So there are a lot of really, you know, interesting places, certainly places that I wouldn't have thought of that would be the best cities to get out of credit card debt. Um, lots, lots in, you know, middle America. We've got Wichita, Kansas. We've got Des Moines, Iowa. Actually, Des Moines is supposed to be a super hot millennial destination. So um, if you're looking for something fun and different, you should definitely check out Des Moines. We've got Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Omaha, Nebraska, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. These are all, you know, kind of in that that middle middle part of America where it is a lot more affordable to live and you you certainly don't have to earn as much money to be able to have a really nice lifestyle, like I said, and devote, you know, a lot of extra money to um, to paying off the debt. You know, I actually know a lot of people who live in the bigger metropolitan areas who have careers where they can mobile commute, right? So they don't actually have to physically go to an office. And I actually say to people a lot of times, well, why are you living in these big cities if you don't really like the city anyway? And you could live anywhere. Why not live somewhere a little bit cheaper and be able to save all that extra money or take all that extra money and go travel or take all that extra money and pay off your debt? You know, and I think a lot of times people just like, oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I didn't even, that didn't even cross my mind, you know? Um, obviously sometimes, you know, it's that you love where you live, so you're not going to live somewhere different. I completely understand that. But, you know, uh, I often tell people like, it's just about thinking outside of the box when you're thinking about debt payment. Um, there's lots of different ways to kind of skin this cat to pay off this debt. Uh, knowing your numbers is certainly like my number one strategy that's going to help you find money actually in your bank account right now that you can drive towards paying off debt, but also thinking about things again, like where you live, you know, can you live somewhere else and either have the same job and the same income or something comparable, but be able to have a lot more money every month that you can throw to the debt payment. So just a little something to think about on this Friday, I'm going to go ahead and put the link to this awesome article by Smart Asset in the show notes so you can head over there and check out all of their methodology and check out, um, you know, their top 20 some odd cities in depth and, uh, you know, see if there's something on that list that sparks your interest. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Snapchat at Shauna Game and Instagram at Millennial underscore money. 